0: In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Robert Clapper is the head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Center. It's Saturday morning, and it's time for Dr. Clapper.
1: Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. (laughs) This is the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai
2: Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Yes, Doc. I love your
0: show. Thank you. Um, Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper.
1: Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 31 years. Boy, did I have a busy week. Fourteen surgeries I did this week six of them yesterday. Wow. It's been a long week. Exciting. So much fun. This week, I actually saw a patient who came to see me from the farthest place I've ever seen someone from. And I've seen people from Saudi Arabia and Alaska. But she came with her daughter from Mongolia. Can you imagine and her daughter translated for her. But the beautiful thing about being a doctor is her x-rays, her bones, her nerve, her artery, her cartilage, or lack thereof, it's just like your x-ray. You can be a lawyer, you can be an accountant, you can do all kinds of things, but you got to change based on the country you lived in because of the laws. Guess what? Inside, underneath our skin, whatever color your skin is, underneath, our blood is red, the nerve is white, the cartilage looks the same. It's awesome. So here's a woman from Mongolia that I'm kibitzing with. (laughs) I taught a lady from Mongolia Yiddish. Doesn't get better than that. What a day I had. It was really great. And in surgery yesterday, Four hip replacements and two knee replacements. People of all walks of life, young, old. It was awesome. It was awesome. So I couldn't wait to get up early this morning to be with you. Because my guest at 8.15, oh my God, am I excited. It's a Father's Day show today. So we have a father and a son and a nephew. Rich Binder is going to be my guest. Who's Rich Binder? He and his family have owned one of the greatest places to eat in all of Los Angeles. They own Philippe's, the home of the French dip. A hundred years ago, by accident, a policeman ordering a sandwich was in a hurry. The man making the sandwich was French. Rich will have to tell us his exact name. And by accident, in the hurry, the roll of the sandwich dropped into the beef juice. That's an accident. It's not supposed to happen. But the policeman was in a hurry. And he said, Frenchie, because that's what they called this man who was from France, I'll take it anyway. I'm in a hurry. The French dip sandwich was born at that moment. An accident, but lo and behold, the policeman came back next, the next week and ordered a sandwich and said, can you please now intentionally drop the roll in the juice? They realized that something special is going on. It's not that they are creative or were creative. It's that a total accident occurred. Something unexpected. But they embraced it. They expanded on it and changed the sandwich world forever by dipping the roll in the juice. So you can imagine, all week long I'm seeing patients, I'm doing surgeries, and all I'm thinking about is, I believe my passions for the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery. Where the hell is the French dip sandwich In the world of art, the world of sports, and the world of surgery, you might say that's impossible. There is no place for the French dip in sports. Well, wait till you see what Rebecca and I put together, along with the help of Steve Paulette, behind the scenes on Facebook. Wait till you see the examples of the French dip in these areas. You're going to hear sound bites of the greatest golfer, Arnold Palmer, teaching us how to intentionally French dip the golf ball. You've hit the golf ball, you're under a tree, in front of you is a lake, and there is the green. You can't do a regular shot because the ball will hit the tree. you got to get it some way over the water, but you can't hit it up in the air. Leave it to Arnold Palmer to remember an accident where the ball skipped across the water. French dipped across the water and landed on the green. He's going to show you how to do that shot and describe it. It's awesome. So we're going to hear from him. We're going to hear about Bubba Smith at the 2012 Masters. One of the holes, the 16th hole on the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, is a par 3 where you take the ball you tee it up and you got to hit it over a lake onto the green guess what they do now as a tradition at the masters before they actually play the real rounds that count it's a tradition now for all the golfers in the tournament to go to the 16th hole and try to french dip the ball in the lake skip it across the water onto the green vj singh go on youtube you'll see this vj singh and jordan speed both got hole in once skipping the ball across the lake. It's amazing. How do you actually perfect this technique, just like Philippe's did with the French dip sandwich? You're going to hear that in a minute. What about an art? This is going to blow your mind. Benjamin Franklin, one of the fathers of our country, in 1761, goes to a dinner party. And at the dinner party, he's sitting next to a guy who took his water glass and his wine glass, two glasses of different shapes, filled him up with liquid, wine and water, dipped his hand, French dipped his finger in the water, and rubbed the top of the glasses that were of two different sizes to make two different piercing sounds, perfect pitch notes. It was Benjamin Franklin who saw this and said, oh my God, what if I turn the wine glass sideways and use different wine glasses? You could actually make the notes of a piano and make a musical instrument by French dipping your fingers in water and rubbing them on the crystal glass. He invented a musical instrument called an harmonica. Not a harmonica, but an armonica. You've got to hear the sound that comes out of this instrument. Mozart, the Mozart, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, speaking of Father's Day, he's eight years old with his father, hears this instrument, this glass armonica being played that Benjamin Franklin invents and writes a concert piece to the armonica you got to hear this story. In fact, Mr. Rogers, remember him? He invites an harmonica player, a glass harmonica player, to the show one day. You're going to hear those sound bites. Can't wait. Clapper vision, one of the surgeries I did this week was a kneecap fracture, better known as a patella fracture. And I want to explain when a patella, when a kneecap breaks, what you got to do to fix it. I do something different than other surgeons. Everyone wants to put wires and plates and screws and try to treat the kneecap bone like a typical fractured bone, like your ankle or whatever bone in your body that you broke, with plates and screws and wires. The way I like to treat kneecap fractures is different, and I'll explain. The Clapper vision is your quadriceps muscle that's above your knee is a lot like the trailer of a boat. You see people schlepping a big boat behind their car on the freeway because this wide boat, wider than the car, is on a trailer, which is wider than the car, just like your quadriceps muscle is wider than your kneecap. But the way you attach that boat on the trailer to your the back of your car is with a ball. The ball is on the bumper. The ball is your kneecap all those forces go right to that kneecap, right to that ball. What are you Well, if you break that ball, you ain't schlepping that bone anymore on the trailer. How you actually fix something with that amount of energy focused on it? That's the challenge and I love patella fractures. We'll get into more clapper vision a little bit later, but let's get right into the soundbite. Let's listen. To Bubba Watson at the 2012 Masters, let's go to number one.
0: Bubba's ball was 163 yards to the flag in a straight line. But in between the ball and the flag was a Carolina cherry tree, a magnolia tree, a TV tower, and hundreds of patrons. He was in jail. And I hit 52 degree, my gap wedge, hooked it about 40 yards Seriously? A 40-yard hook with a wedge? To find out the true geometry of the shot, we dissected the hole, confirming our data with a rangefinder. GPS technology.
1: I love when they try to use physics. This is from sports science, John Brinkus, where they try to understand the mindset of a golfer. He's going to tell you how he hits the ball because his brain can do all of these calculations and be creative. Let's listen to number two. Well, closest line of escape was
0: on the edge of a magnolia 62 feet away. A straight shot 163 yards along that line puts him in a bush left of the green. Well, from this spot, which is where a dead straight ball would have landed, the flag is still 35 yards away. A safer target line, just two feet clear of the Magnolia, would have left a straight ball almost 41 yards from the hole.
1: So they're trying to understand, how the hell did Bubba Watson come up with a shot that could get his ball out of jail? And the reason I'm playing this is, here's an example where the creativity Where the where the roll drops in the beef's juice, but you go with it. This is the mindset. They're they're trying to figure out how does Bubba Watson hit this ball? They're trying to do it with physics. Next, number three.
0: But Bubba took an even more conservative route, launching the shot at least four feet left of the Magnolia. This means that according to our analysis, Bubba was flat out wrong. He didn't even hit a 40-yard hook. It was closer to a 45-yard hook. So what kind of physics are at play to make a 52-degree wedge curve that much?
1: Good luck trying to figure this out, but this is the beauty of the mindset, and we're going to get into Arnold Palmer in a second. Let's play number four, uh, four.
0: With a dramatically inside-out club path, in a closed club face, Bubba tilted the axis the ball spins on by up to 38 degrees. Although golf balls are launched with backspin, tilting that axis creates a relative motion that essentially works as side spin. Bubba generated an estimated 7,200 RPM of spin. That's nearly three times faster than the
1: average Major League curveball spins. And finally, number five.
0: Of course, with the Masters on the line, an instinctual golfer like Bubba Watson doesn't take into account the math and physics because that kind of shot making, known as Bubba Golf,
1: is more art than science. And before there was a Bubba Watson There was an Arnold Palmer. So now let's listen to Arnold Palmer instinctively understanding. Forget the physics. I'm going to make this ball skip along a lake and land on the green. I'm going to French dip my golf ball and change the world of golf. Let's listen to Arnold Palmer water shot number one. Well, now
3: we've seen a lot of trouble shots. And for our purposes here, we can't go over the tree. We can't go to the right and we can't go to the left. And we can't hit a normal shot, so we're going to have to go on the water, (laughs) meaning we're going to skip it across the water. Now, we're going to skip it across the water with the ball above our feet and our right foot a little higher than our left foot, and we've seen all those shots. And, of course, we're going to make it go right across the water, skip up
1: onto the green, and naturally, we're going to make a one putt. As you're gonna to about to hear, it doesn't necessarily go so well initially, but this creative, instinctive golfer who's about to French dip this ball, is gonna finally get it done. Let's listen to Arnold Palmer number two. Let's try it. The ball's higher than our feet, and
3: it's a little to the back as we take the club, and here we go. Oops. The ball had a cut in it, and that's why it (laughs) dove into the water. You have to have a perfect golf ball to make
1: this shot work. (laughs) Arnold Palmer, French dipping a golf ball. And finally, number three.
3: So we'll try it one more time. This time, we do not have a cut in the golf ball. One more time, because that ball was a Jack Nicklaus ball. You have to catch it just right so that when it gets to the bank on the other side, it doesn't catch the edge. It has to hit up in the middle of the bank on that fifth skip. You notice it was the fifth skip, right?
1: There we go, and a one-putt for a birdie. Arnold Palmer just successfully skipped the ball five times on the lake and onto the green. He French-dipped the golf ball. Where in art and in music do we see it? We'll play one soundbite. Sounds of the glass harmonica that Benjamin Franklin invented. Listen to the story of the French dip in music. Let's go to that. William Zeidler, number one.
4: Benjamin Franklin saw some, someone playing a set of water-tuned wine glasses and thought that this would be a more convenient arrangement. He wanted to do away with the water tuning and wanted to have a lot more glasses and be able to play more than two at a time. So, Voila! One of Franklin's favorite inventions. So uh, these are all wine glass, basically custom blown wine glasses, and they're all nested inside of each other, and the whole assembly is turning, so you can play it somewhat piano-like.
1: Is that incredible? Coming up next, I'm going to have you listen to a visit with a glass harmonica player, Dean Shostak, when he meets Mr. Rogers, and ultimately plays the song Benjamin uh, uh, Mozart um, wrote for this instrument. And then he plays Mr. Rogers' favorite song, Tree, 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 on the glass harmonica. Something special happens in life when you dip it, when you dip it in liquid, on the golf course, in sports, in music, and certainly at Philippe's. Coming up next, we'll get into it. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. The number is 877 877- 710. Yeah, you're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's
3: going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. The best entertainer. Forget going to the movies. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
1: So the Clapper was looking at the flapper. Can you imagine how cool that was?
3: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, weekend warriors. What you're hearing now is a harmonica. What we're going to talk about today is something called a glass harmonica. Comes from the Greek word meaning harmony, music, uh, the harmonica. It's a fascinating instrument, the harmonica, because it essentially is a, kind of like a cave where the opening to get into a cave, and it has a filament, a reed, attached to only one end. You attach the reed to the doorway of the cave, essentially. And as you blow into it, or inhale, it makes the reed vibrate. And that's what makes a harmonica make it sound. Harmonica is fascinating. They, many uh, respiratory therapists will use a harmonica in medicine uh, as therapy, because it involves inhaling and exhaling, um, it's fantastic for people who have COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. It's a perfect remedy and treatment to use a harmonica in the therapy for these patients. It's fascinating. I love when therapies come from crazy left field places, kind of like surfing. For patients with cystic fibrosis, the moisture of the seawater is just perfect for patients with cystic fibrosis to inhale because one of the things they're missing is the ability to create that beautiful fluid that's in their lungs. Um, So cystic fibrosis and surfing, two beautiful things that serve as a treatment better than any medicine, a harmonica, just great for people with COPD. But we're talking today about the French dip. We're talking today about food and the glass harmonica. So here you're going to listen to Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And you can just tell how beautifully childlike he is, which is why he gets along great with kids. His enthusiasm to hear this instrument for the very first time It's just worth it watching it on YouTube. But it's a French dip in the world of art and music where you literally dip your fingers in water and rub it on a wine glass mounted sideways, 30 glasses lined up with a wooden stick going through them, loaded 90 degrees sideways. You sit down with these sideways glasses And they're attached to a spinning wheel that you can move by a foot pedal. So as the glasses turn and your fingers are wet, like playing the piano, the different sized glasses are different sized notes. And you can play songs with this glass harmonica. Let's listen to number one of the glass harmonica with Fred Rogers.
4: This is an instrument called the glass harmonica, invented in 1761 by my favorite American, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. That's right. Out of glass. Out of glass. And this yeah. is part of it. You see this wheel moves and... There's a little sound right there. Now, Benjamin Franklin had seen somebody playing on a set of water glasses. How did, how was that person doing it? Well, right. you know, they dip their finger in and they get it wet and they go around the top of the glass and they make it sing.
1: Oh, it's the coolest thing in the world, from 1761. There's no electronics here, and the harmonica was not invented till the 1820s. So this is actually existing before the harmonica, which is awesome. All right, number two.
4: And he got an idea that he could actually use glass in a different way. Instead of tuning the glass with water, he had the idea that you could tune glasses by their size and i've got one of the notes right here so you can see Now, if you look at it you can see a couple of things you can see there's cork glued in the center of each one of the bowls mm-hmm. it's kind of the size of a cereal bowl isn't it mm-hmm. and the glasses are set sideways one inside each other with only the rim exposed or sticking out
1: let's go to number three
4: and then using your finger you can rub the rim of the glass and make it sing
3: that's a fairly big one uh, on this scale here. Right,
4: isn't it? right. It's actually this one right here. But see, they're all different sizes. And what you do is you start with the, the largest one, the lowest note. And then as they get smaller, it gets higher. That's right. There's our high note there.
1: And Mr. Rogers, the whole time, he's going, wow, this is incredible. He's the greatest to watch him see something brand new in his life. But here's where the French dip comes in. Here you'll actually hear Dean Shostak use the term, you dip your fingers. And that's why I've picked this instrument as an example of Philippe's, the French dip in art. Let's listen to number four.
4: Now I'm dipping my hands into a bowl of water that I keep right here. So now my fingers are nice and wet. Now to make the glasses move, there's a large spinning wheel Mm -hmm. attached to the end of this one rod this metal rod and then i'm using my foot to make all the glasses move at the same time so i can play any glass i want do you want to hear some music oh yes all right
1: (laughs) and this is where the father's day part of this show comes in at eight years old the greatest composer of all-time Mozart is with his father and he hears the glass harmonica for the first time but he's no typical eight-year-old he goes home and actually writes a piece of music for this brand new instrument let's listen to number five
4: there was a, a composer named Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart Mozart oh, sure, sure. that heard the glass harmonica when he was just a boy he was traveling around with his father and he was so impressed by it that he decided to write a piece of music for solo glass harmonica so this is it now this piece of music is still around but you have to find a glass harmonica to hear it played because ordinarily now it's just played on the piano or the organ but this is it
1: listen to this buckle your seatbelt There is no electronics, there's no speakers. This is the purest sound that you will ever hear. The glass harmonica being played by an expert playing the Mozart piece. We'll listen to a couple of minutes of this uh, or a couple of seconds of it, go ahead. Uh, Number six. And here's my favorite part. Here's where Mr. Rogers, his mouth is wide open. And he says, it sounds like the sound is coming from the sky, from the heavens. Let's listen to number seven.
3: Oh, that oh, just sound, that it sounds. That took some practice. It sounds like it's just coming from the sky.
4: It sounds coming from just everywhere.
3: Would you and Joe ever play anything together?
4: I'd like that. I really like playing with yeah. guitar. Do you think? Uh-huh. How about right. something uh how about something that uh, Mr. Rogers wrote? Uh, tree, tree tree tree. Tree tree tree.
1: Which by the way, the lyrics of the song Tree Tree, it's kind of like Batman. The lyrics to the song Batman is Batman. The, the entire lyrics to the song Tree 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 is Tree Tree Tree. <laughs> so listen to the glass harmonica with a guitar for a few seconds playing Mr. Rogers favorite song about a tree. Number six, number six, uh, eight. so much that anybody's inventing anything here. It's a mistake to drop the roll in the beef juice. But to be able to observe that something special just happened, which is out of your wheelhouse, and embrace it. That's what I love about the idea of the French dip. For Arnold Palmer to clunk a ball into the water... But in one of those episodes, he notices that the ball can skip. He revolutionizes and creates a new golf shot, but he doesn't create it. It's already been created. He embraces it and expands on it. The same thing for Benjamin Franklin. He didn't invent it. He saw someone else doing it, but he expanded on it. That's the message for today's topic. You don't have to necessarily be the first, but you need to be observant and be willing to accept the change and embrace it. In a, coming up next, the clinic will be open. The number is eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I got to take you into surgery this week with me, but I definitely want to talk about food because tomorrow's Father's Day. I'm going to tell you from from the Barefoot Contessa what I'm looking forward to eating tomorrow. But what I did in modifying this recipe with Kraft macaroni and cheese is going to shock you. And you're going to need to go out and buy that box for a dollar and modify it in a clapper way. It'll be the greatest macaroni and cheese you ever had in your life. And I will tell you the secret. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on seven ten. You're listening to
3: the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, L.A., this is Kobe Bryant. With tinted
1: windows, can you imagine?
3: Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper.
1: While I'm in Italy.
3: Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: voice welcome back weekend warriors i love this woman's voice she's hypnotizing the name of the song is flowers in december and it's being sung by hope sandoval in the group mazzy star i'm rebecca's playing it because she's playing a harmonica and that'll be the music you'll hear all show long today but that is special You know what was also special is yesterday. When I got up yesterday, knowing I had to do four hip replacements and two knee replacements, I couldn't help but think of the wisdom and words of John Wooden, the man who brought us, be quick but don't hurry, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. But he also said something that I thought about yesterday that got my day started. John Wooden used to say, make today Your masterpiece. And that's what I thought about yesterday. And one of the coolest things to start my day is a guy who works here at ESPN named John Chin. And he places the promos for the different shows that you'll hear if you listen to the station promoting the different shows. Well, there's a Weekend Warrior promo that he plays, that he places at different times. And yesterday at 10 after six in the morning, I'm in my car driving to the hospital, knowing I have to do these six cases, looking forward to making today my masterpiece. Can you imagine I'm sitting in my car and I hear the promo for this show, the show that I've done for 10 years? I guess I was like pinching myself. I can't believe. I'm going to be in two places at once. I'm on the radio and I'm going to be in the operating room. Two places at once. It, it's just, I feel very, very blessed, which is gives, which is what gives me the energy to get up to be with you this morning after working so hard yesterday. It's a beautiful thing. We'll get into how to make the macaroni and cheese the greatest, the greatest you've ever had in a minute. But first, let's open up the clinic. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Greg. You're on with
2: Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Uh, good morning, Dr. Clapper. Good morning, young man. How old are you? What do you do for a living? I uh, just turned 60. I'm a chiropractor. I send most of my uh, MPI patients to you. <laughs> oh, what a pleasure. Uh, I'm calling because my wife's so shoulders completely shot. And okay. uh, she wants to know, you know, if it's sure a surgery, her intern has said yes and we're gonna appoint with you on July second, but let me uh I guess read the MRI report to you and okay. uh then you can tell me you know what the uh, lowdown is on this. Um, let me just uh park here. Where did you grow where did you grow up, Greg? Uh here in uh, Toluca Lake, California. What high school? Uh North Hollywood High School. North Hollywood High School. Can I ask you, did you take auto shop? No, my dad uh, was actually a mechanic for General Motors. <laughs> I did Steve, at home. <laughs> so so every Sunday
1: I surf with the former auto shop teacher, Russ Mukai. You never ran into him at North Hollywood. How about the basketball coach?
2: Did you know him, Steve? Yeah, well, there's a few. I mean, um, it was um, Foley, Tim Foley, uh, whose brother was um, – uh, he played for the Pirates, his younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see. Rich Steve, Allen how about here. Steve Miller?
1: Did you know him? Oh, yeah. He's a patient of mine. <laughs> he, yeah, I did. I did his hip surgery. I could say that because he's been on the radio with me. I love that guy.
2: Oh, he's great. He's great. The most, <laughs> teacher, the most traveled teacher in the world. He's probably traveling somewhere out of the country right now. Yep. And every time he goes on a safari, he sends me
1: a picture and I hang it in my office. And he says, thank you. Thanks for giving me my, my life back, my hip surgery, and here I am in Tanzania. I love it. Love that guy. Oh, uh, it's
2: uh, true, it's true. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the last one was in, I think the last one I saw was a couple, a few months ago was in Peru, these huge fat worms. <laughs> and, was, oh, God. and what did your father do for a living? Uh, yo, know, he, well, he was a mechanic. He came from Argentina, but, uh, he had, he was actually, actually was, uh, Personal secretary to Eva Peron, but got exiled from there. Uh, in In uh, went to Peru, met my mom, then came over here to wow. to uh, United States and uh, took up mechanics because uh, he did that when he was a kid. He did that as, does he? Does kid. it get? Does it get more interesting to be able to
1: talk to someone like you, whose father was the secretary for Eva Peron in Argentina, and then yeah. meets a woman in Peru? And they have a baby,
2: and it's you. That's unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's the story of so many people around the world who come to the U.S., you know? That's right. You can't make this stuff up. Now, do you have kids of your own? Oh, I do. Yeah, I have uh, my son, Kiefer. He's uh, he's in his first year in law school. Uh, he's interning for um, Judge, uh Federal District Judge Marshall in L.A. Wow. Uh, you know, what are you going to do for
1: Father's Day tomorrow? What are you going to do? What did you yeah. request to eat for Father's Day tomorrow?
2: Yeah, that was a, that's still up to debate, I guess. Um, Can I, mean, I give
1: uh, you a suggestion? Yeah. I want you to go on the food channel, look up the Barefoot Contessa. Oh yeah, she, we got a book on her. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this you'll have to do on YouTube because this is her husband, Jeffrey's okay. favorite, favorite meal. It's a fried chicken sandwich. You got to marinate the chicken in buttermilk <laughs> and a jalapeno. It oh is the God. most incredible sandwich you will ever eat, other than going to Philippe's, of course. But ah, to make yeah. it tomorrow in your house, oh, my God, fried chicken sandwich, Barefoot Contessa. You request that for your Father's Day meal tomorrow.
2: You know, I think that may taste like uh sometimes we have uh, the milanesas, the Argentine milanesas. Uh-huh. Put it into, like, a, you know, like a French baguette or a sourdough. Yep. With chimichurri. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it may be 7 o'clock in the morning, but my mouth is watering already. Oh, already. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> All right. Read me the MRI. Go to the oh. impression. Just oh, read no, me the impression.
2: Yeah. There is an intermediate to high-grade interstitial um, insertional tearing of much of the supraspininous tendon fibers. Mm-hmm. Number two, there is a moderate acro, um, AC joint uh, osteoarthritis, which, along mm-hmm. with laterally tilted acromial, mildly compresses the supraspinatus tendon muscle complex.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Three, there is a mild suprascapularis tendonitis, and four, there is possible superior labral tear, anterior to posterior. Good.
1: This is this is good because she does not have arthritis in the ball and socket joint, the glenohumeral joint. So are you ready for a clapper vision for your wife's Uh, shoulder?
2: I cannot wait.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) you've invited for dinner tomorrow, Father's Day dinner, the football coach from the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick. Only Uh. Bill Belichick forgot that it's June and not January, and he only has one thing that he likes to wear, which is a hooded sweatshirt. Right, Uh we always see him playing. It's freezing in Foxborough, and there he is, as they say in in Yiddish, with his punim, his cheeks bright (laughs) red, and he's blowing smoke out of his mouth because he's freezing, and he refuses to wear a winter jacket. He wears this crazy hooded sweatshirt. Okay, so Bill Belichick's face is essentially the beautiful, smooth cartilage. of the humerus bone, the ball and socket joint. Correct. The hooded, the hooded sweatshirt that covers his right ear, his left ear and the top of his head right. is this beautiful cuff. The, the fabric of the hooded sweatshirt is exactly as a surgeon, what your proximal humerus, your arm bone looks like as the ball, his face with a With the socket, literally, you took like a pie and smashed him in the face with a pie. That's what the socket looks like, his face on a cream pie. But the hooded sweatshirt that surrounds his face is the rotator cuff. So Mm. Bill Belichick is in your house, and for whatever reason, (laughs) the ceiling in your kitchen collapsed a little bit. So when he walks into the kitchen, he can get into the kitchen plenty of clearance But as he walks into the corner of your kitchen, the Mm -hmm. ceiling has collapsed and is rubbing on the top of his head where the fabric of the hooded sweatshirt is. The top, which is supra, the supraspinatus muscle, the muscle that lets you lift your arm overhead, he doesn't have a hole in the fabric so that you can see his hair, but you have scratched and frayed not the fabric where his ears are, but the fabric of the hooded sweatshirt just on the top because he's scraping on the ceiling that is now sunken into your kitchen. So it is ripping up the hooded sweatshirt, but there's no frank hole through and through. Surgery would be to lift the ceiling up so there's more clearance. You do not need to put stitches in in the fabric or in the rotator cuff. What you need to do is Elevate the ceiling so there's more clearance for him to be able to walk around in the kitchen rather than scraping the top of his head. So those bone (laughs) spurs is the ceiling. And arthroscopically, you're getting to it before you have a tear in the fabric, a tear in the rotator cuff. It's kind of a crazy clapper vision, but you know exactly what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, I do, do, I do, no,
1: exactly. Do not let anybody stick cortisone in that shoulder no stem cells, no cockamamie needles of any kind. You always want to try physical therapy first. That's what we'll get started with. But if after a month it's not better, then she's a perfect candidate for an outpatient procedure. I do hundreds of these every year to be able to clean up the spur, leave the fabric alone, the body will heal on its own. It's an outpatient procedure. But I wouldn't run to it first. You want to try therapy first. If that fails, That's a different story, and I can't wait to look at the MRI with you and your
2: wife together. And, Greg, thanks so much for calling. Thank you, Dr. Clapper, and congratulations. Ten years of great advice. Okay, well, I really appreciate
1: it. And I'd love you to find a total stranger today, Greg. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me.
2: Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay,
1: all right. God bless you, and uh, happy Father's Day. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. The number is 877 ESPN. But coming up next, I'm going to tell you the clapper secret for the best macaroni and cheese you've ever had in your life. Uh, I can't wait. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show on 710 ESPN. (laughs)
3: You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The most gifted physical specimen I've ever seen. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
1: Come calm down in the valley mm-hmm. Mr. Wind- Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Bruce Springsteen, you, The River. Do, do. Rebecca's playing that song because of the harmonica. Bruce Springsteen, The Boss. And every time I hear that promo that Kobe Bryant was nice enough to do for this show, it's appropriate to hear that. We miss him so much. But up in heaven, there is a Father's Day, because he's there with his daughter. Happy Father's Day to Kobe Bryant. All right, we'll get into the macaroni and cheese in a second. Let's take a caller. We'll take, is it Kevin? You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? David, sorry. David, we'll take David. You're on with Dr. Clapper. David,
2: how can I help? Hey, how you doing, Doc? Um... I'm, do- I'm doing great. How old are you? What do you do for a living? I'm 53, I'm a teacher. We've actually spoken before, and oh you kinda inspired me to get an MRI on my shoulder because you said, you know, if you catch those things early, not as, not as big a deal. Correct. That's exactly right. Where did you grow
1: up? What'd your father do for a living? I forgot.
2: Oh, well, I grew up in Brooklyn and Flatbush and Chiefs at Bay, and mm. um, My dad is an accountant. He's still working, man. He's 80 years old, and he still
1: works if he wants to. Are you going to call him tomorrow and wish him a happy Father's Day? Absolutely, of course. Yes, sir. If you ask your dad what would be his favorite thing to eat tomorrow for Father's Day, what would it be?
2: Ooh, that's a tough call, man. Um, Would it be a slice of pizza in Brooklyn? I don't, I don't know, man. It, it might be, there's this war wonton soup, man. It's actually in Santa Clarita and I was going to bring it to you, I you if I saw you in the office. Like,
1: <laughs> hey, listen, if you come and see me in the office, you better bring that war wonton soup. Otherwise I ain't taking care of you. In my no, office, I, you know what I the copay is? The copay are tamales. You bring tamales and you don't have to pay a copay.
2: <laughs> right, I, I don't, I don't know where the best tamales are, but I got. But well, you bring the
1: tamales. war wonton, that would be great, man. Right. This oh. this week, this week I had the best chocolate cake from Bakersfield from Sweet Surrender, the best chocolate cake you'll ever eat in your life. And when patients call and they say we're from Bakersfield, we want to come see Doctor Clapper, I tell them you made, you better make a turn and get a slice of chocolate cake and bring it to me, and then I'll take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's
2: right. a bakery in in the valley.
1: It's called Bee's Bakery. Oh, it's fantastic! The best, the best chocolate babka. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's All right, like, quickly. I only got a minute left. Just quickly read to
2: me the impression of the MRI. Okay, the impression of the MRI: fraying edema, the bursal surface of the distals supras. I don't super know. How to spinat- make it. Super
1: spinatus. Okay, so David, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to tell you, you are in good shape. You have not torn it as a full thickness tear. You're going to do physical therapy first. If that doesn't help after three, four weeks, then you're catching it early, and you can clean up that spur. It's an outpatient. All you'll need is a sling for comfort. The afternoon of the surgery, you take the sling off, and you start moving your arm right away. I have surgeons that I've done this to. They've operated the next day. It's a removal of badness. Good news. Good for you to catch it early. And I really look forward to meeting you in person one day. And I also can't wait to eat that war wonton soup. All right. Thanks so much for calling, David. Warriors, coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories. Stories about the French dip. The whole idea of Philippe's dipping the roll in the au jus of the beef juice. What does it have to do with Arnold Palmer and Benjamin Franklin? You're going to find out coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.